When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, welcome to some and welcome back to others. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Mikey, half of the Black Millionaire Marriage Podcast, and this is episode 123, My Indie, Great Expectations. Indie episodes, as you all know, are individual episodes that Randy and I record. It's a way for us to honor who we are as individuals and not just who we are as spouses. Episodes won't drop anymore after this week because we are officially done with season two. And so this one will just be the last one. They may continue for season three. We're working on it. Let me stop lying. They will continue. In this indie, you can come to expect three parts. Part one is the main topic. Part two is head nod, where I show some respect to someone who's doing something great that I think deserves a little bit of recognition. And finally, part three is where I leave you with a little sum sum to wrap it up. So without further ado, let's get into it. Mother lover, you gon' love this. Graduated from a rebel to a revolutionary in my area, they love this. I'ma wreck it like I'm revving the engine, heaven's ascension, every dimension. Give me attention, look at my soul, look at my heart, look at my hope. Got the world on my back, but I carry it though. Tell them God got my hand, I ain't letting it go. I, I, I came from the side of the ocean. All right. So what had happened was, is I was watching Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on Netflix. This is like the million times I watched it. However, something clicked this day and I just felt away and it made me think about this. So for those who don't know, um, this is an animated Spider-Man or Marvel movie. Uh, where they introduced the black Spider-Man, Miles Morales. So if you've never seen it, go look on Netflix. It's really, really good. The theme of the movie is Great Expectations. Uh, Miles, like previous Spider-Man before him, uh, is bit by the radioactive spider and thrust into taking on the role of Spider-Man. Now, naturally, my brain works in really weird ways and makes weird connections. And somehow, watching that movie for the millionth time lets me thinking about all the expectations that I placed on myself um, and the ones that have been placed on me over the course of my life, really, but specifically over the last, let's say, five years. We faced many hardships as a family since we said our I do's in 2016. And the last two years have been uniquely interesting um, because along with moving into our back cave, I became a father. There's been heightened press around black plight. Um that whole openly racist president situation we were living in. And, you know, there was a pandemic or something. Um, so many things uh, happened. And my way of handling problems has always been to think of solutions and keep pushing forward and maybe unpack feelings later. But growth has told me that this isn't always the healthiest way of dealing with things. Uh, we survived a very long and difficult year, y'all. 
And with the fog of this year lifting a little bit, I've taken some time to think on some shit. A new year is around the corner and December has always served as a month of reflection in my life. Uh, so I want to share some of the conclusions I've come to, some unfair expectations I placed on myself, some successes, some challenges and goals for the new year. I'm going to start off with some challenges um, and explain a little bit about why my mind goes there. So one of the first ones that was a challenge for me this year specifically was I was trying to seize opportunities and earn more money during this pandemic. I don't know why. <laughs> Logic tells us that when there's a whole bunch of things going on, you should probably like sit still, take care of yourself, do things that fill you rather than empty you. But we had been coming off such a rough year, y'all, such a long stint of problems that I felt like we should always be grinding and we should always be hustling and we should always be doing something to better our position. But this year was so tiring. <laughs> this year was so rough and it doesn't make any type of sense to try to do more than what you are able to do when you don't have the energy to do it. So for instance, I was looking for jobs prior to the start of the pandemic. I had just, I just got a job. And if you've been listening to our podcast on up until this point, you heard about the program that I did. The job that I currently have has, it pays good money, but I have still just always been in a space where I felt like it's not enough because we're still in the back cave. We still have this debt that we have to take care of. Everything isn't bright and sunny. It's better than it was, but it's still not as good as it can be. And that whole attitude and not being satisfied with myself, with where we at, with what it is that I'm able to do and what I've been accomplishing did not serve me in this pandemic world that we're living in. There was a hiring freeze at some companies that I applied to. I was told straight up by some companies that they have no intention on hiring anybody for the next four years. But, you know, I was a great candidate. <laughs> I made it to like final rounds of interviews and it was all just extremely stressful. And I had this unfair expectation that I placed on myself like I should be doing more. But that doesn't make any sense. Um, there's nothing more that I could do. Another challenge that I was dealing with this year was working from home. Um, I thought it would be easy. I thought it would be simpler. And I have, again, no idea as to why I thought that would be. In, I want to say March of this year, April of this year, uh, Drew's daycare shut down. Um, and she has not been back in daycare since. She has been home with us. I'm working full-time from home. Randy was working full-time prior to quitting her job. And now that she works for herself, I love you, baby. Um, she's still working <laughs> a lot and, and we have a whole child that we're also supposed to be raising and teaching who is watching us. And I start feeling really guilty because I'm always looking at screens. I'm always typing to other people, talking to other people via Zoom and Skype with my baby running circles behind me. And every time I look around, I would much rather be spending time with her, be spending time with my wife than doing work at all. Um, and mentally it just was kind of like fucking with me. Like, all my life, work and, and home have just been separate. So having them put together, I never thought I'd be good at working from home. I also never thought I'd be working from home in the middle of a pandemic. But all of these things were happening at once. And it was just a very confusing time. But for some reason, I had placed this expectation on myself that, no, I do it. I'll still be great at my job. There'll be no issues. Drew will fall asleep during you know key times of the day. I'll still be able to do my job great and well and function and it's just, it just wasn't the case. Um, another unfair expectation that I put on myself this year was losing weight and getting in shape. I beat myself up about this for a long time. 
in previous episodes, if you've heard Dad Bod or any of the episodes where I really get into like the 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 pain that I've been feeling both mentally and physically because of what I have had to do over the last couple of years and what I've what I feel I've done to my body. Um, it's just it's been hard. And at the top of this year, again, I was going to the gym regularly. I was losing weight quickly and it felt really good. And then gyms got shut down and somehow somewhere along the road, I still was expecting to, you know, be getting in shape while at home. Like everyone is doing these in-home gym workouts and curls with a baby and like yoga with their, their spouses and all these things that just, it just did not align with how my actual life was. And I just felt bad. I felt bad all the time. Like I had, again, this unfair expectation that, Hey, if somebody else is doing it, you should be doing it too. But that wasn't my lived experience and that's just not what happened. And it took me a while to get to this point where I've kind of forgiven myself because I look back y'all and I don't know how many other people feel this way or think this way, but the way I look at it is a whole year has passed and I have been inside. I have never been inside this much in my life. Like this, this is crazy. Um, but we have lived this entire year behind our screens. We have lived this entire year through our phones. We have lived this entire year through Skype, not Skype, um, through Zoom and Slack and all these other techie thingies to like communicate with people. We have had little to no interaction with anyone outside of our blood, people who either gave birth to us or we gave birth to. And nothing about this year is normal. So getting my mind out of the space of, well, you know, I I should still be able to do this was just really, really hard. Um, which kind of led me to my successes. Um, so all those things were challenging, but like some good stuff came out of this year. We survived. <laughs> we are alive and we are out of poverty. Um, we've spoken on this on a couple of episodes and Randy kind of alluded to it. <laughs> I think our last full, but at one point when we looked back and we did our taxes, <laughs> we made $12,000 or somewhere around that day. We were below the poverty line in Georgia. Um, and that was with me driving Lyft like crazy to try to pay rent while doing this program. That was with Randy. Randy was like doing this thing where she was like transcribing audio for this. I don't even know the name of the app and they were paying her like pennies, but it was money and it was helping and it was something. Um, we haven't stopped working and Randy for damn sure ain't stopped doing nothing since, um, since she got pregnant since her first pregnancy it's just been a really really long year and i think it's a big fucking deal when someone actually makes their way out of being below the poverty line um and surviving that is a big deal now the success this year is that i'm employed that's more than i could say about myself a year ago when i was again just driving lyft i was charging those damn lime scooters downtown before they got taken away Um, I was collecting three, four, sometimes if I had it, if I was able to like fit them, you know, five of those scooters in my Altima and riding all the way home, charging them at night, dropping them off at 6 a.m. before the deadline, hitting the road right after that, driving Lyft, collecting scooters after I dropped people off. Like it was crazy. It was fucking stupid Um, to, to be employed gainfully employed to where bills are paid is a big fucking deal. I know a lot of people lost work this year. A lot of people are and have been down bad because of everything that's happened this year. 
um, companies that I used to work for no longer exist because of what happened this year. And I consider myself blessed to be employed. You know, that's a plus. And another one of my successes this year is that I have a healthy family. My baby is three feet tall. She's an Amazon. She's not even two years old yet. And she big as shit. <laughs> and I love it. I love watching her slink around and awkwardly stand up and deal with balancing her head because she got a big head god bless her that's my fault um but she's great she's happy she is well adjusted for the most part she sounds out her words she knows numbers she identifies things she has the greatest sense of humor she is beautiful she's perfect um my wife is breathing and she is here with me also beautiful and perfect side note so like we're we're having a baby free weekend right now and I actually, like, Randy's sleeping, and I really just want to, like, wake her up with something gross. Anyway, um, what was I saying? Successes. Healthy family. Yeah, no, everybody is good. Everybody's alive. Everybody's here. Everybody's breathing, which is more than a lot of people can say because there's been a lot of loss this year. So it's a big deal. I'm, I'm paying attention to what has gone well also. And it just kind of got me thinking more about my goals for next year. So up until... I want to say 20, 2017 was the year I stopped doing New Year's resolutions. I don't do resolutions anymore. Um, there was that, there's a joke that, you know, resolutions always fail, you know, about how people go to the gym and they quit after the first couple of months. I don't make them resolutions anymore. Now I'm, I'm trying to set actual attainable goals. Um, and I want to make them bland or like general, but specific enough to mean something. So my goals are as follows. I want to do more and talk less. Um, it's been a year of talking, y'all. We we actually were only supposed to be recording this podcast for six or five months of the year last year, but because of how everything got shut down, we were like, "Yeah, let's just let's just talk throughout the year. Let's just keep putting out episodes. Let's let's talk because we have the space to, because we want to, because it'll be good. All of those reasons." But like at some point, we probably should have took a break. But amongst all of that talking, we learned a lot, and I learned that I still have plans, still have goals, still have wants and needs and things that I want to accomplish, um, both with and outside of my family. And I want to do them because being locked in this house has shown me that like that's important to me. That matters. I want to go places. I want to see things. And I plan on doing it because talking about it and looking at things from a distance, again, did not serve me. And I'm just kind of over it. Um, so I have a goal next year to do more and talk less about what I want to do. Um, I want to make it happen. I want next year to be a year of making shit happen. Uh, number two, praying more and stressing less. Um, there's a lot this year that I did not give up to God in the way that I should have in the way that I normally do. Now, on this podcast, for the most part, we don't really dive into like our spirituality or religious beliefs, but I believe in God in case anybody was wondering. Um, and sometimes you wouldn't know because of how much I express my doubts and fears that that's true. Um, a lot of Christians that I grew up with and people that I grew up seeing were one of those people is like, um, who kind of walked around a little fearless. Like they felt like they had that armor of God over them and that they were always protected. And I never felt like one of those people because I never really felt protected. I didn't really feel like I had an armor because shit was always happening to me and shit was always going wrong. And I was always doing shit to myself. I feel like, God was just kind of watching me do some shit and like shaking his head and sucking his teeth at my struggle. Um, still keeping me from dying, but just also like, you know, like this nigga trip. Um, but I want to spend more time praying and less time stressing 
Cause once you give it up, then it's out of your hands. And there's something powerful about that. There's something freeing about that. Um, I forget who it was that I was talking to this year, but I think they just mentioned, they just brought up prayer, prayer and meditation, two things that I just don't do enough of because I'm always thinking and stressing. Um, so next year, more praying, less stressing. And I like to see what type of person I look like when I do that. I want to see what that looks like on me. And third, my third goal for next year, um, after shedding, after shedding these expectations that I placed on myself and all this negative thinking that I'm really, really good at, um, is to challenge myself more and settle less. Next year, we, we as a unit and me individually, um, will be seeking discomfort. Now, how is this different from any other thing that we do? It's not. Um, we are always moving outside of our comfort zones. We are always seeking ways to grow and better ourselves. And usually those ways to grow or ways to better ourselves are outside of the things that we normally do. We're going to be doing a lot of shit different next year that we have just never done before. And I'm scared shitless. I am extremely nervous and I feel like that's good. Great things have always come from me challenging myself. Great things have always come from me pushing myself. And for a while I wasn't, I wasn't pushing myself. I wasn't challenging myself. I was just kind of going along. I was settling. I was doing what was safe or what felt like it was safe. And I would, I'm able to look back and recognize like some of those decisions that I made were actually pretty damaging to my family. Um, taking positions or jobs that I didn't need to take, but had to, or felt like I had to because of bills, um, not taking advantage of opportunities that I could have or should have sooner. You know, hindsight is 2020 and all that. I wonder if that that quote will change. No, it won't. 2020 is in reference to like eyesight, not to this terrible fucking year. But anyway, um, challenging myself, settling less, um, actively seeking that difficult thing that is going to turn into something great instead of seeking comfort. It's my goal for this next year. Um, but yeah, that's it. Just more positive, great expectations for next year. More positive, more life. Good things. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right. We've now made it to our second segment. Um, I had not segment. This one is going to be a little bit short and sweet because it just is. So I have no celebrity that I want to give a head nod to, but musically, there is one person who has been on my mind and on my heart for the last um, last six months, really. 
Um, and that is John Legend. Now, I don't know if John Legend will ever hear this, but I have been a fan of John Legend's since I first heard his voice on an old Kanye song. Um, I've later learned that, that he actually was on, uh, he was on, I don't want to mess this up. I actually first heard John Legend on Everything is Everything on Lauren Hill's album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. John Legend has always been in my ears, apparently, for like a large part of my musical loving life. Um, more recently, he released an album this year that was great. It was from beginning to end, just like damn near all of his albums. Um, he has a great voice, great content, and I love his music. I genuinely love his music. He was nominated for um, Grammys this year as well, even though his black people wouldn't really give a fuck. It's still a stat. Um, and all of those great things. But on the flip side of that, John Legend lost a child. Um, he and his wife lost a child giving birth this year. And I was actually going to do a whole indie about it because it just made me really, really sad. And my heart goes out to any, any father or father to be who doesn't get to experience that, um, holding your, you know, holding your, your child for the first time after your wife has just given birth because they are not breathing. They are not here anymore. Um, and it just, it may, it, it hurt. It hurt to see, but I wanted to give a head nod to John this year because he did a lot of great shit. He has been through a lot of shit and I genuinely love that man. Like I do. I have like strong love for John Legend and John, if you ever hear this, you're the shit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm raising my child on his music. <laughs> um, we will forever spin his records. Um, he is a great, he is a legend, not just in name, but in practice um, and in reality. And yeah, go listen to that album if you haven't heard it yet. Um, and lastly, my last head nod of the year. The last person I want to give a shout out to and send some love to is Kaylin. Now, y'all don't know who that is. <laughs> but uh, at the beginning of this year, actually, I want to say like last year, Randy joined another gang. Um, it's not like her one from college where, you know, she had to be jumped in and they did like a blood pack and all that stuff. This gang um, was a digital one. She joined a digital gang of mothers and women, you know, all over this country. And they are close. And one of their husbands is Kaylin. Kaylin um, lost his father this year. And I also just want to say uh, my heart goes out to you. And, you know, I am so sorry for your loss. Uh, but the first time I saw Kaylin, he was holding his child. And it was really cool to see another black dude with dreads who was like present with their kids and like just smiling. Um, that was my first introduction to seeing somebody doing what I like doing, which is just being with your family. Um, fatherhood to me is everything. And I love seeing black fathers be great black fathers. Um, so Kaylin, again, I'm so sorry for the loss of your father. Um, I know, however, um, I don't know what it is that you believe in, um, or your religious, uh, stance, but I believe that your father is looking down on you proud of shit of how great a father you are. Um, keep that shit up, bro. All right. I am going to leave you all with this. If all you had to show for yourself at the end of this year is that you made it here, then be grateful and count your fucking blessings. Some feel like the events of this year were understated and some feel like they were blown out of proportion. 
My reality and lived experience has taught me a few things. One, blood isn't family. Take from that what you want. Two, the term common sense should really be changed to something else entirely because I do not think it exists. Three, black women are essential in every sense of the word. Shout out to my self-employed mogul in the making, baby mama with your fine ass. And four, no one truly cares about your shit as much as you do. And the only expectations that you should care about are your own. I am my own worst enemy and I hate that shit. So moving forward, I'll be intentionally doing my best to be intentional about being my best and biggest supporter. I love you all. Thank you for caring to listen. This was good. Okay. The Black Millionaire Marriage Podcast is still on Domino Sounds Network. That's family. Submit questions or feedback for our next solo episode for next year. Email us at blackmillionaire at gmail.com. Or if you hear this before tomorrow, leave us a voicemail at 770-750-4098. And it could be featured on our last episode or future episodes next season. Let us know what you thought about this episode and this season, y'all. We thrive on feedback. We love it. We appreciate it. We need it. It makes us better people. Be sure to check out our website, www.blackmillionmarriage.com for updates about us and just, you know, great shit like past episodes. Follow us on social media platforms on Instagram. I am Mikey underscore XXI. You can find Randy at R-A-N-D three I's four E's on Twitter. We are at underscore the Chapman's as always. Y'all be blessed. Don't settle and fight clean. Peace. I'm about to let the fuels. I just need me a cup. I'm a pour me the juice. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Uh, I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice now. I got the juice. Hello. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.